Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is for anyone who is a business owner. You lead a team. Could be your own company. Maybe you're part of one. Maybe it's a sales company, medical, real estate, and you're looking to get results. You're looking to really, really connect with your team and get the most out of them that you can. How do you do that? Well, we've got somebody that can help you with that, coach you along, give you strategies, and really give you advice on on moving it forward. And she is the owner and business coach at Future Legacies, LLC. And she's with us today. Wendy Smith is on the program. Hey, Wendy. Hi, how are you? I'm very well. How's it going? I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. And I have to believe that you hear this a lot from people who are in a are in a position of leadership where they probably don't want to admit it, but they really don't really connect with their team. They kind of just kind of move it forward, hoping that they're doing the right thing. Do you, do you detect that from the people that you work with? We do from time to time, of course. We have people who are feeling um, disconnected or maybe they're new in their business and they're still figuring it out. Um, or they've hired on new team members and they're just still struggling to make that connection with people. But then, of course, the big thing that we hear most of the time is the business is running me instead of me running the business. And mm-hmm. so they're so busy wearing all the hats, especially in small to medium-sized businesses, that um, they don't have time to really connect and develop their team because they're so busy making sure the business stays on the track. Would you say that a lot of leaders are – what's the best way to put this um, – kind of faking it, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but they really don't know how to lead a team. They kind of, it's sort of by trial and error. Do you think a lot of that's going on? Um, I think so, for sure. There are some people who their past experiences, um, mentors they've had in their life, other trainings they've gone through has equipped them to be a really great, present leader for themselves and their team and their business. That certainly does exist out there, um, and I have many, many friends that fall into that category. But I would say a large majority of business owners out there, um, I hate to say faking it, but they're still growing into the role because a lot of them opened their business because they were really good at doing a certain thing. They were really good at that craft and then decided to become the manager or the owner of that type of business. And so where they're still growing is growing and becoming a leader of people and a coach and developer of people. And that's where we step in to help a lot of times. Does that make sense? Oh, totally does. And I, I don't, I don't think we mean it in a negative way that they're faking it or they're just kind of, you know, you know, making it up as they go along because we all grow into uh, different opportunities and different roles. But at the same time, if they don't have the true, true skills to lead their team, you're not going to get the most out of them and you're not going to get the most out of out of your business. And that's where I'm sure Future Legacy steps in. Before we get to the process and how this all works, how did this begin for you? You mean Future Legacy? How did we get started? Yeah. How did it get started and, and your journey yeah. to, to where you are now? Um, thank you for asking. So um, it's been an incredible ride. Um, I'm very grateful for everything that's come along my path and my business partner's path. So I was very fortunate to be working for a Fortune 500 top 50 company. And so was my uh, business uh, partner. And we traveled 
25 weeks a year coaching business teams across the United States. And we love the work. We love the coaching. Um, We've been coaching for so long, over 25 years we've been doing this work. But we really were missing being home with our children at night, and our husbands too. (laughs) But um, we really, you know, felt it was important to be at home at night with our children and not be traveling half the year. And so we kind of linked hands and decided to step away from, you know, six-figure salaries and benefit packages and all of that and to make the leap to start our own company, Future Legacies. And we did that five years ago, and we've not looked back. It's been a terrific ride, and I'm so grateful for having been able to spend that time with my children and my husband at night and not be on the road quite as much. So that's kind of how we got started. We're still doing the work that we love and that we feel that we're called to do, that that that's our special gifting, um, but we're not having to travel as much and we get to be more present in our families as well. Oh, yeah. And exactly what you said before, uh, where the business is 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 running the uh, the, the owner, it kind of sounds what, what you're talking about. We want a quality of life for everybody, uh, even the people that we're talking about helping today. Uh, that being said, are you feeling that when a lot of business uh, owners and leaders work with their team that they're really not connecting with them, like truly connecting with them. Some some are, um, but a lot aren't. Um, Some business owners feel they have to keep this this boundary up Mm. where we can't be friends with our employees. Um, And so I think they struggle with where that line should lie. Um, But a lot of times it's, just a matter of they don't know how to be vulnerable with their team and how to be open. But where we find the most growth with teams is when the agent or the business owner or the leader will step in and be willing to be vulnerable, to be willing to be coached and model that for their teams. And then their teams are much more open to them being coached by their leader or by an outside source like us. So I think that helps. And with the way that we coach and the way that we train teams is we're very, very holistic. We don't come in and do product training or sales training specifically. I've done that in the past. And what would happen is I would have a, a business owner call me up and say, Wendy, can you come out and teach a sales class? We're not selling enough of X, Y, Z. And I'd say, sure. And we'd come out and we would do the training. And at the end of the training, we could have their employees demonstrate they could go from the pivot, uncovering the client's needs, um, helping the client understand what would be the best options for them, helping them make a decision, closing the sale, thanking them for the business, asking for referrals and so on, and doing the proper follow-up. So if their life depended on it, Steve, they, they can sell this product. But a couple of months would pass and the business owner would call us up again and say, hey, can you come teach another sales class? We're still not selling enough. And at that point, my answer would be no. Um, we can't do that because that's not the problem. Um, there are so many elements that affect performance within a team, and some of those elements are personal. Some are professional. Some are team-oriented, and some have to do with the leader and the way the leader is leading and the kind of culture that leader is creating in the office. And so what we do at Future Legacies is we coach on all of those elements that affect performance, that affect culture, that affect communication within a, a working team. And so there's so many pieces that we can help a, a, a business owner do in addition to connecting with their teams at a deeper level. I want to talk about that deeper, deeper, deeper level, because as I think back to a lot of leaders that I worked with, uh, there were some that were 
Good. There were some that were not so good. Even though they would say it's an open door policy, come on in, we can say anything. You really didn't feel the genuineness coming from them. Uh, and one particular job company that I'm thinking of, that person left, somebody else came in, and everybody loved that guy because you could feel he was real. And yeah, there were some times he'd hang out at happy hour with everybody else and just kind of, you know, have a beer and just uh, in a very professional way. But, you know, you respected him. But he was, he, he was also approachable and very professional. How do you find that balance? You know, you say before being a friend, but also being a leader, it almost sounds like being a parent, <laughs> you know, because you, <laughs> you, know, you want to be careful not to be too much of a friend to your, your kids, but also have that same respect. How do you strike that balance in a, uh, in a work atmosphere? I think one of the keys is having this um, open concept of coaching, meaning that I want you to succeed, and I know that you want me to succeed. And having that mindset within a work team, especially a small to medium-sized business, where your, your coworkers, they're your work family. You're very close to them in a lot of ways because you spend most of your waking hours with those people. And so having this environment where it's safe to ask permission to coach, um, to be willing to say, you know, permission to coach. Um, and in that moment, and then everyone on the team knowing everyone's heart for each other. Your heart for them is good. Your intent for them is good. And if you can create a culture like that within any work team, between an, a, uh, an employer, a manager, and an employee, then good things can come from that. If I know your heart for me is good, I'm going to be open to your coaching. I don't have to take it, but I'll be open to you sharing it with me, if that makes sense. And I think a lot of leaders can um, establish that kind of happy medium of being my employer, being my friend, so long as we have that environment where I'm comfortable knowing their intent for me is good and therefore I'm willing to allow them to offer me suggestions because I know they want me to be successful or vice versa, that the that business owner knows that my heart for them is good. I want them to be successful. And if I see something they are doing or in a lot of cases what employees wish their leader was doing, I could say to them, you know, hey, you know, permission to coach. Can I share some insight with you? Is there a couple of tips that you could offer to better connect with your team? Every situation is different. I get it. And where I'm going with that is, I, I, I remember reading on Facebook uh, about a week ago, and with somebody I know put up there, well, it's great that our boss catered luncheon today with you know 10 trays of Italian food. Fantastic. I don't really want to eat Italian food. I, I would rather have a $25 gift card, but thank you very much. Um, Maybe he didn't ask or she didn't ask what, what the team wanted. Um, but, you know, I'm sure that they, that they came from a good place where that, that leader was trying to connect. Any tips on how to, how to do that? So one thing is just open communication. That's the first and foremost. For most business leaders, you really need to be a student of your employees and your mm. team members. You really need to study them. You need to know what motivates them, um, what makes them feel appreciated, um, what challenges them and how to challenge them in the best way that won't shut them down, per se. And so um, some of the things that you can do, and we recommend highly, is having regular one-on-one -on -one meetings with your employees. In addition to your weekly you know, sales meeting or team meeting, if you will, having those monthly one-on-ones. And in those monthly one-on-ones, 
we are praising them for the celebrations and the successes, big or small, that that team member is having um, within the team. We're celebrating those things. We're talking about what, where are they stumbling, where are they getting you know, slowed down in their process, what can we do to accommodate that, um, what's going well in their world, and then what support do they need from me as their leader. And so if we're having those regular one-on-ones, that's going to establish a lot of that connection, and it's also going to let that leader know, oh, wait, I shouldn't order Italian. Maybe they're, you know, um, glucose intolerant. And so <laughs> Italian food doesn't, doesn't work for this particular team member. Um, and so, or knowing that they're motivated by money instead of food, or they're motivated by time off, or maybe it's just a, you know, a pat on the back. But you have to be a student of each one of your team members to know what that is. Um, and then know that you're never going to be able to please everyone all the time. That's also important, too, to not take it personally when one team member gets, you know, is a little disgruntled about the Italian food, to use your example, um, but knowing that the next time you do something, it needs to be something that you know speaks to that team member um, in a powerful way. I love the fact that uh, you mentioned studying your team, and not as a whole, but even individually, because everybody's different. Every you might have somebody who loves Italian food, okay, but they may be the minority. But you're not going to know unless you you dig a little bit deeper. You form that relationship. You're connecting with them. In terms of the the programs that you offer, can we can we pick one? Look at that and uh, what comes along with it. Sure, of course. So I would say that our primary offering is what we call our team series. And the team series is a very comprehensive, holistic approach to coaching and development of an entire team, the leader included. Okay. And where it was born is with us having coached literally thousands of business owners and their employees over the last 25 years, we had a front row seat to what are the things that successful teams have put into place to help them achieve their results, have fun together while they're doing that, um, and really just feel good about their everyday work. So we know what they put into place. And then, of course, we had a front row seat to what are the things that we know cause friction within a work team? Where does the drama come from? Where does the, you know, the unhappiness come from? Where does the lack of production come from? And we saw all these pieces. And so we put those on the table. And then I'm a trained life coach and um, have a background in sales and management. And then my business partner, Krista Hawkins, she has a background in, she has a master's in counseling. She's a certified health and nutrition coach. And she has a background in training um, and equipping new business owners. And so with that knowledge that we had, we took all the pieces that we knew most people want to be coached on individually. If any business owner comes to me today, I could probably name eight of the top ten things they want to be coached on over the next several months because they're all the same issues. They may look a little different or have a little bit different coloring, but it all boils down to the same issues. And so we built the team series to address those things. In the same way as I shared earlier, it's about coaching the individuals on that team first as humans to help them understand why they think the way they do, why they respond the way they do in certain situations, particularly under stress or in times of fear, um, helping them to understand how they communicate with each other as teammates and with their customer. We coach them as professionals in understanding what that looks like in their industry, how that shows up for the day and throughout the day, 
and how they build brand, not only for the company they work for, but for themselves. And then we coach them as a team. So how do they hold each other accountable in positive ways? How do they motivate and engage? How do they solve problems in healthy ways? And so by doing this, it's a very robust program we take them through along with the leader. The leader's learning and being a student of their team members as we go through it, but the leader also has an opportunity to be coached and developed and to show that and model that to their teammates. And it's a really tremendous program. Like 99% of our clients recommend us. They send us referrals for that program because they love it so much and the results are so astounding. Um, and we also see production lift off of that program, which is really amazing to see because we, can, we generate more trust and more synergy within the work team when we do that. 100% of our graduates say they have better communication as a team and with their leaders because of the team series and the experience they had with it. So it, it's a really powerful program. Oh, my gosh. It's truly, truly a 360 approach to everything that anybody is dealing with. Yes, it is. It really is. I mean, you know, you alone from the coaching side to the sales side, and then your co-founder who has a holistic, call it, you know, maybe medical background or wellness background. Uh, mm -hmm. If you don't have that, then you can't do the other <laughs> and vice versa <laughs> and onward because it, it starts everywhere. Imagine, imagine if a, a company cared enough to, to have somebody in and talk about their wellness and, and talk about their, their mental wellness, their physical wellness, help them with sales, help them with coaching and all of that. I've never seen any company, Wendy, that does everything that yours does for, uh, for, for, for leaders. I, I really haven't. You do it all. Thank you. We pride ourselves on that. And yes, we do include sessions on helping your team members live well and take care of themselves. We teach on um, healthy eating, exercise, nutrition, relationship help as well. Um, we have them dream about some fun things as well, like what do they want to do for fun, where do they want to travel to, you know, what do they want to do um, in their off time, um, and how does that motivate them in their work hours, you know, knowing they'll be able to go and do those fun things, make those great memories, um, have that experience with their children or their, their friends. That's really important, and that's, you know, we don't get up and go to work for that little green piece of paper, we get up and go to work for what that green little piece of paper does for us, the memories it allows us to make and the experiences it allows us yeah. to collect. And so that's really important for as a team to remember. But we also spend time focusing on professional health and wellness as well. How, do you, how are you maintaining wellness as a professional in your industry? That's really important also. What about companies that are now working more from home? How, how do you unite all of them? And maybe we could do an entire podcast on that. I don't know. But I just thought of that, you know, and I'm seeing more numbers come up where AI is starting to change things. There's some predictions coming out that maybe it'll go to a three-day work week. Um, don't know, but we do know that a lot of people are working from home. How do you unite, unite everybody that way? Well, that's one of the beautiful things with the way that we're structured. When Before we ever launched, we piloted the program in 2017. We launched in 2018, and so we had a full year of 2019 before the pandemic hit in 2020, um, and everyone went home. And yet, our clients were perfectly positioned because we never we never missed a beat. We were on Zoom before everybody else was. We started on Zoom, and so um, we were able to connect all of their um, employees together every two weeks 
to give them that consistency, to give them that stability, to feed into them during that time. And it was, you know, we, did, we didn't miss a beat, like I said, during that, that time of the pandemic. Um, and we were perfectly positioned for what our clients needed most to help them maneuver this strange new world they found themselves to be in. Um, and so because of the way that we structure our classes, we, I guess almost every one of our clients has some type of remote worker or outside vendor that they utilize on a, on a regular basis. And so we pull them together through this, through this um, curriculum that we've designed. And what's neat is I don't know that a lot of these conversations would ever have taken place between these remote workers and these other employees or leaders if it weren't for a program like the Team Series. I don't think these conversations are going to come up on the regular because a lot of that communication that happens in a remote setting is all about the production of the day or the, the activities of the day. So if I could give any advice to your listeners, if you're a business owner or a manager out there, reach out to your remote workers regularly just to visit and build relationship. If you go back to John Maxwell's five levels of leadership, which I'm a huge fan of, is remembering that you need to um, inspire and influence the people that work for you to want to follow you because of what you do for them and what you mean to them and not just because they have to because you're the owner of the company. I love that. Yeah. And I've always said that you want, as a employee, you want to feel that you're, you're vested in the company. Like it's almost like it's your company and you feel so much better, you know, and again, it's, yeah, we work for this thing called dirty paper, <laughs> but you know, there's, there's a reason we do it because of the way we feel. So we want to feel maybe it's appreciated. We want to feel like we're making a difference, whatever, whatever motivates you, that's up to you. But yeah, when, when you say reach out to those remote uh, team members, how do you mean that? Is it is it physically check in? You know where you you meet for lunch? Is it just reaching out by a Zoom video? Just just a hey, what's going on? How you doing? Phone call? What what do you think? Yes, yes, and yes. Okay. So depending on distance, of course, um, I think you should be visiting face to face with your remote workers um, at least quarterly. Again, a distance has a has a, a deciding factor on that. So if it's within reason. Of course, I would, I would encourage you to do that. Include them in team activities, for sure. Um, if there's some sort of team activity going on, including your remote workers is very important, if at all possible, how to any and every way to do that. I think you definitely have to be having the one-on-one -on -one meetings each month on Zoom or video chat, Teams, whatever method you use, looking each other you know, face-to-face -face through the video technology. Um, and seeing them and talking and visiting with them one-on-one -on -one about, about their world and how you can support them and help them in their role. And then that weekly, maybe bi-weekly check-in, maybe it's a text or an IM here or there throughout the week, hope you're having a great day, you rocked it yesterday, way to go, so proud of you, so glad you're a part of our team, we're so lucky to have you. Um, and then just picking up the phone and saying, hey, I just wanted to hear your voice, no, let, let you know I'm here if you need me, um, you're doing great. And, um, you know, I'm here to support you. It's so simple. And you can do it on your drive into the work, into work, into the office, or um, just schedule it on your calendar and make sure that it happens. I think for most, most people, getting a phone call from their supervisor that says, hey, just checking in, want to know, want to let you know I really appreciate you. I love working with you. I love your ideas. I, you're just such a, a great person to have on our team. 
I, I don't know. I, I'm, if I was driving and heard, I might drive off the road. <laughs> you don't. You don't normally hear that. And and to your point with the one on one, I just want to uh, position it in that. Always make sure that the the person you're connecting with knows it's going to be a positive experience. And I'll give you an example. I have a really, really, really good friend who has been at this job for four months. The training wasn't great. She's not super happy there. Not a great culture. Most of it's work from home. She had to go in today and she had a, they call it an audit. She does uh, medical billing and she was apprehensive. Like they just, they, they literally say, if you have a question, don't ask anyone. They literally said that. Uh, Right, exactly. And I said, don't worry about it. The audit's going to be okay. You put in 100% and then some. You care about it. And she just texted me and she said, audit went well. They took a random day last week, scored 86, I'm sorry, 96% accuracy, 86% productivity. So she did great, but she was worried Uh about it because of the culture. That's what was bestowed upon her. If it was a more positive feel, She'd probably think, you know, even if my audit isn't that great, it'll be okay. She was, you know, in DEFCON 4, you know, waiting for <laughs> to get fired after four months. And she takes it very personally. She really does care about what she does. So I think it's just setting that tone of positivity goes a long way, no matter what you're going to do within that company or, or your team, right? Sure, absolutely. It's setting the expectation and letting them know what to expect. Particularly, and this is for another conversation we'll have, but taking into account their personality preferences, a lot of people um, of a certain personality type would prefer to have an agenda in advance. It will put them at ease. Otherwise, they'll worry themselves Mm -hmm. leading all the way up to that meeting. And so if you can provide an outline of the meeting, particularly the first one they have, and they can expect it to be similar to that in future meetings, I think that goes a long way. And we can just alleviate a lot of angst leading up to the meeting for our, our employees. We're, we're just about out of time. And I wish I could see your face when I tell you this. The company that I'm referring to about a month ago sent out a spreadsheet of of the team members that, that do what my friend does and lists all of their mistakes. Wow. <laughs> and... It was for everybody else to see. And then she kind of questioned it. So just want to let you know, I, I got this and everybody is on there. And you can see every error that they made and their productivity levels and everything. And her supervisor said, bah, don't worry about that. People don't look at all of those. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. So, yeah, that, that company, not the best one in my, my opinion uh, in terms of the culture. But that could change. You know, maybe they should be listening yeah. to us right now. Uh, love the name of your company, Future Legacy, because your team is your future legacy. If somebody wants to to connect with you, Wendy, and start the process, uh, even just for a conversation, how does that how does that work? Just go to the website. Yes, they can just go to our website, um, ourfuturelegacy.com, and just reach out to contact us to set up a discovery call. It's at no cost, just to have a conversation with us, see what we offer. See if we're the right fit. We'll get to explore your world a little bit. And if we're not the right fit, we'll be the first to tell you. Yeah. And there's so much to talk about, so many different things that can be done with a company. But first, it starts with the conversation, ourfuturelegacy.com. Great talking with you today. Really was, Wendy. I really appreciate it. And I look forward next time we get a chance to get together. Yes, thank you, Steve. I appreciate it, and I enjoyed it, too. Yeah, same thing here, and uh, we'll be right back.
Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I liked things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I'd do the same things over and over. Until one day I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.